A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Welcome everybody to episode 55 of the NSR podcast, the show where we give you the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities in the United States. Exactly. That's the show. Matt, you're back this week. You've had a, a, a week off? Look, uh, yeah. Give or take. Exactly. You've had a week or two off. A new baby boy. My mom came to town your from the States. Your mom came to town. Uh, but you've been taking care of your future college superstar. That's it. Athlete. You know, there's only one way to take care of a Division One prospect, and that's with everything you got. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Matt, we're here this week in the beautiful state of... No idea. We don't know yet, but <laughs> uh, hopefully you'll see some college stadiums and some landmarks, and you'll be able to figure that one out for yourself. Uh, we've been over, uh, or we've been in a few states so far. We're going to go through all 50 states. You can sort of figure out which one we're in, uh, a little bit of a game. But uh, look, if you're on YouTube and you are looking at the, the green screen, um, don't forget to hit the red subscribe button in the bottom right-hand corner of the video. Uh, it'll be just down there. Uh, also, if you're on Spotify listening, don't forget to hit the follow button. If you're on we're, we're number one in the world still. Number one in the world for, for college scholarships, college recruiting, college anything uh, on Spotify. Uh, iTunes, give us a star rating if you're listening on iTunes. Any other podcast app, make sure you subscribe. We appreciate any and all feedback as well. It always gives us new topics, new information to, to cover mm-hmm. uh, for what you want to actually hear. So keep the feedback coming. Really appreciate that. Exactly. Matt, this week we're going to be talking about ATAR scores. Atters? Atters. <laughs> More specifically, what ATAR score do I need to have opportunities in, in college? It's, it's a question that comes up. All the time. Uh, what type of a- or what ATAR do I need? Do I need an ATAR? So we're going to cover this topic today in episode 55, so stay tuned. All right, Matt, you're obviously the, the only American in the office. Yes, sir. Um, I'm not American, I'm Texan. You're Texan. <laughs> we're talking about ATARs here today. You didn't go through the Australian high school system, so I don't even know why I have you on the show because this may be a little bit too... Too much for you? or Never. You... Never. Never. Awesome. But look, I never knew what an ATAR score was until <laughs> I moved here, right? Yeah. Which hopefully just shows people how insignificant it is in the, in, in the world. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It, because it's only really caters to your country, exactly. right? The ATAR system. Yeah. But look, it's, it's my, my job to understand all the admission requirements for the U.S. system, but also have a good grasp of obviously what, what it takes to go to university here to be yeah. able to advise... Uh, and, and guide all of our students and student athletes through this process. Yep. Um, right, so we'll start off um, with some basic information about the ATAR. What is it and how does it, how does it work? Okay, so you're going to ask the Texan to tell you about your system. Yep. Not right. a problem. I can do that. All right? I can <laughs> we could do that. Do it. We could do it reverse, but I've already written the script, so you... That's fine. Yep. No, look, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Yep. All right? um, so the ATAR, the Australian Tertiary Admission Rank... Yeah, uh, is the primary mechanism that you guys use nationally yep. uh, for tertiary admissions. Yep. It indicates a student's overall position uh, relative to other students, so it gives you that ranking in terms of where you fit in the grand scheme of things yep. in your particular area. You just said nationally, but I went to I did high school in in Queensland, and they have a different system, the OP system, which is similar overall position. 
Um, similar but, sort of ranking system. But as ahead. of 2020, yep. Queensland will be readopting or adopting for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if they, they got rid of it and then brought it back or <laughs> nope. not. Okay. So as of 2020, yep. Queensland's going to be on the ATAR system as well. So every state in Australia will be using the same. The, which makes a lot of sense. The exact same system. Exactly. Right. Because then it's, it's easier for you know, people to understand. Uh, now, yep. now, if we can only get you know, high schools to use the same grading scale, but it seems like every single high school wants to do things their own way yeah. <laughs> that lead to, to an ATAR. So at least one of the things at the, at the end result, that ATAR score is consistent all around the country. Yeah. Um, but look, that ATAR, it's standard measure, you know, your overall high school achievement. Um, it'll be used in all Australian, Australian states, states and territories. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I found it really interesting that it works on a 2,000-point scale. Can you... I thought it was a hundred point scale, and I, and like I said, I understand what every single ranking means. I don't want anyone to think I, I don't, but I, I had no idea that it was a two thousand point scale. Yeah, well, ninety nine point nine five is the highest that you can get. That's the highest ranking that you can get. Uh, you can't get a hundred because, unfortunately, no one's perfect, other than <laughs> other than maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> I would have got. 100. But it's 2,000 because you've got 99.95, 99.90, 99.85, and, and obviously so on, um, down to 0.05, I think. Um, or the lowest score, I think, if you receive, when you receive your ATAR or, or you know, your results, um, I think it's, if you're 35 or below, you just get 35 or below. You don't actually get the actual score of 10 Zero five. Right, because we'd hate to hurt anyone's feelings. Exactly. Um, but yeah, 2,000 point scale, 99.95 is the highest. I'm sure you guys are pretty familiar. Well, most of you out there are pretty familiar with it. Maybe uh, some of you folks up in Queensland might not be too sure about what it is, but it's pretty similar to the OP, just on a larger larger scale. Yep. Um, but look, it all makes sense. There are obviously you know, a few different pathways in high school, Matt, but who who is eligible for a... Like to to get an ATAR score, what what classes do you need to take? How do you become eligible to receive an ATAR score? Again, I'm happy to take this one. Yep. All yep. right. Um, because I understand it 100. I percent I actually didn't know this. I, I understand it 2,000 <laughs> percent. Um, <laughs> no, but to be eligible for an ATAR student, you you firstly have to satisfactorily complete. That's a tough word. Satisfactorily. Yep. Uh, an English subject. Yep. Um, you need to have completed five general subjects or four general subjects plus one applied subject or vet course uh, at, at an AQF certificate three or above. Yep. Um, you need to have accumulated their subject results within a five-year period. Um, so, so you can take an extra year of, of school, yep. essentially, to, to get your ATAR score. I get it. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, look, th- those are I guess the main criteria. Yep. Um, awesome. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, what else do you want to know, Richard? Well, that's that's the ATAR on a very basic a uh, basic level. Obviously, we have a decent understanding now. Oh, but uh, about- but look, the student with with the English subject, yeah, right. Like the result in the English will only be included in the ATAR calculation if it's one of the students. Five best subjects. Best subjects. Exactly. Right, so, that was the one thing I missed. Yep. Uh, but look, we're going to break down the ATAR on a on a larger scale in the next segment. Um, okay. So you might want to have a read through the script before <laughs> oh, beforehand. No. Um, but we're going to talk about the ins and outs of the ATAR, how it uh, sort of applies to the US, whether or not you need it. Um, so a really important segment coming up next. We're going to keep the 
uh, the episode around 20 minutes this time, again, based on your feedback. So um, if we're breezing through things pretty quickly here, make sure you just hit rewind, go back, listen to it again. Give us a call. But just a quick summary of that section. The ATAR, uh, Australian Tertiary Admission Ranking System. Yep. Uh, not everyone needs or not everyone takes ATAR subjects to receive an ATAR at the end of high school. You can still get your high school certificate without it. Queensland used used an OP sort of ranking Well, they're system. continuing to use it, but in 2020, they will be switching to the ATAR as well. Exactly. A 2,000-point scale, um, 99.95 is the highest. But really what we're going to be talking about in this episode is how that applies to the U.S. collegiate system, which is what we're going over in the next segment. So That's my area of expertise. There's your area of expertise. So uh, stay tuned. Next segment's uh, obviously really, really important. All right, Matt. So you mentioned the the ATAR is obviously the Australian Tertiary Admission Rank. Um, now I'm just going to have a guess here. The Australian Tertiary Admission Rank probably doesn't have too much to do with U.S. university or college ad- admissions. Is that fair to say? That is correct. Yeah, I thought so. that is correct. All right. So look, the ranking itself, um, the actual ATAR score. Yeah. Um, you know, you receive an ATAR of 92.5 or 76.0. Like, like that in, in the U.S. system, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. So the actual ranking itself, like the, the number that you get at the end, doesn't mean No, it. look, but what, what it does do is that, like, it'll be factored into your overall GPA. Yeah. Right? So, so your ATAR score, like, first thing I want to say is, like, if, if you were planning on getting an ATAR to begin with before thinking about the U.S. system, you should, you should still do that. Yeah. Right? Like, like... It's not about moving your eggs from one basket to another and, 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 and saying, oh, well, I'm now going to do this, so I don't need to do an ATAR. No, you, you, you still want to take care of everything that you're going to do here and have those options. So if that included an ATAR score and doing that, then, then keep doing that. Um, and, and then you're also going to have these, these great options in the U.S. regardless of what, yeah. what your ATAR is. Yeah. Um, so look, that... How I guess the actual ranking doesn't necessarily mean anything. University admissions departments or, or coaches in the U.S. Uh, they're not just going to look at your ATAR score and recruit you based on that. No, they're, they're not going to say, oh, you got a 92.5 ATAR. That yep. means you're eligible. Let, let's get for, you in. Yeah. No, because they're, they're going to say, eight, 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 at, 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 what is, what is that? <laughs> no, mainly, look, what they're going to do is they're going to say, okay, well, here were your grades from nine through 12. Yeah. Um, here's the average of all those grades, plus... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got an ATAR of ninety. Okay, so so what what that means to us is, well, yeah, you've got really good grades and you finish in the top ten percent, you know, of, of students in your state. Like yeah. that's good. What's your SAT score? Yeah. <laughs> like so so it doesn't take the place of an SAT. It doesn't, you know, like it's it's just something that that in terms of the U.S. system is factored into the overall academic pic- picture. So right? like okay, so the ATAR score itself really means means nothing uh basically you don't need you don't need an ATAR score you don't need an ATAR score no no like but like you don't yeah you don't need it yeah but there obviously there there are obviously some requirements to to U.S. university admissions and what you're saying is it's not the ATAR itself it's what makes up the ATAR so the classes that you've taken an average of your grades SAT scores and obviously the fact that you've graduated from from high school. Correct. So that's exactly right. We've yeah. we've said a million times in all the podcasts and, and all the content that that yeah. we put out, all that you need to have, you know, 
thousands of options in the, in the United States yeah. is to have a high school certificate. Yeah. All right. Like whether that, you know, be a high school certificate that includes an ATAR score, um, you know, with, with core subjects and, and all that, like, you know, with what, or, or if it was just, you know, if you're in Victoria, let's say VCAL, right? And, and you just graduated year 12, yeah. didn't have the core classes, but you graduated from year 12 and that's all you had. You still have thousands of options, right? But if you have, if you get an ATAR score and, and, and that means that you took additional subjects, then, then what that means is that you've, you've got a different academic resume to somebody that didn't, yeah. which means that your options in the States could certainly be different. Exactly. Um, but, but, is it a necessity to have for you to have options? No, no, no. Um, so the first thing that they'll look at obviously is a high school certificate. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you pass high school, you've got a graduation certificate. You will, you will have options or the equivalent Uh, or the equivalent, a GED graduation equivalency diploma. That's right. Um, You can, we have students that drop, you know, that that left school in year 10 after year 10 left school after year 11, didn't finish Year twelve, there there is an exam that you can sit uh, called the GED um, here in Australia that that equals the equivalent of a year twelve certificate in the United States. Yep. We've had several kids go down that route mm-hmm. uh, and and had you know phenomenal opportunities in the United States. So I guess the first shout out to Bryce Deaton. Bryce Deaton going into his, his final. He's in his kid didn't even finish high school here. <laughs> didn't even realize that that he would have. He never planned on going to uni. I'm guessing he didn't have an ATAR either. Had no ATAR. No. <laughs> had no ATAR, but got the GED, got an SAT score. The, the cat had, had options. Okay. And that option led to another option, which has now led to where he is now. Congrats, <laughs> big fella. Go, bro. <laughs> uh, so after a high school certificate, what is another sort of, I guess, prerequisite or, or something that they'll look at, um, a component that sort of determines where you, you can and can't go in your first year in the States? Look, the, um, like they're, they're going to look at the grades that you've made. In each subject. In each subject, yep. right? And they, they will look at the, you know, like I said, from 9 through 12 is what they're looking at. Yep. Not, not just your, your, your year 12 subjects and your, and your ATAR, right? Like they're going to look back years 9, term by term, all the way through to the end of year 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to, they're gonna, all the classes that you've taken, not just the ones that you liked, uh, but every class that you've taken and the average of of every grade overall is going to make up your cumulative grade point average with your ATAR being a part of that cumulative average. Yeah. All right. Um, and, and ultimately they will average your grades out to, you know, a, a number on a four point scale. Like if you're a straight A student, then you're a 4.0 student. 4.0. All right. If you're a B, just a straight B student, you're a 3.0. Yeah. If you're a straight C student, you're a 2.0. And, and if you're below a C then you're you're below a 2.0, which for for the majority of colleges out there, they're, they're at least a 2.0 is what what they're looking at. Yeah. Uh, an, a C average to to be able to gain admission in, in, into most schools. Yeah. Uh, there there are some schools that will accept students with below a 2.0 average, but they'll have them do remedial coursework to catch them to up begin with, yeah. to where to where they need to be. Okay, yeah. so um, but but basically that's that's how it goes. So high school certificate. Uh, an average of your grades from year nine through grade yep. twelve. No matter what, look at yeah, and and so they're going to look at the average of all the grades, yep. including an ATAR, if it's there. Yep. If it's not there, then they're still looking at that that same nine through twelve. Yep. Uh, and and then you know specific schools will look at the classes that you've taken. Some schools will have particular class requirements. You know, a certain number of English units, a certain number of math units, and sciences, and social sciences, and you know core 
core class requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, if, and if a student is missing those, then, you know, that may, you know, be a factor in whether they get accepted to that particular school or not, or may have to go to a different school. Um, those, those core subjects will have an influence on, you know, something completely different to U.S. admission. Mm. It, it, it'll have an effect on the different competitions, whether it be the NCAA Division One, Division Two, different athletic the, divisions, yeah, the, that you can the, the different in. Yep. the different competitions will have athletic eligibility requirements mm-hmm. that may or may not involve having a particular number of core curriculum classes. So, mm-hmm. again, think about it. The, if if you just have a high school certificate, no core classes, you still have a lot of options. ATAR or no ATAR. ATAR or no ATAR. Yeah. All right, if, if you've got a high school certificate and an ATAR score, regardless of what that ATAR score is, you, you know, and, and, and you, you, can, you add you know, core classes, you know, a, a lot of English, math, sciences, social science, like the more that you add to that academic resume yeah. and, and the better those grades are, the more potential doors that you open. Exactly. And lastly is obviously an SAT score, an ACT score, which is sort of like a, a college entry exam. Um, it's not again, sort of, it, it's... it's it measures college readiness. There you go. Uh, <laughs> me- measures college red- readiness. See, I didn't even pass the exam, so I, I couldn't tell there you, you what go. it is. But you went to college. I did go to college, and I graduated with honors. So there you go. Yep. So uh, again, just we got we got success stories all over the place, right? <laughs> but yes, okay. I get the question all the time. Oh well, look, I'm doing an, I'm doing the ATAR. So yep. like, do I have to do the SAT? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like yes, the 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 ATAR does not replace the SAT. The the ATAR. Um, sorry, the, the SAT or the ACT, the standardized exams that measure college readiness. Yeah. In, in the same way that, a, that an ATAR sort of works, right? That, that's kind of how the SAT works on a worldwide scale. Yeah. All right. So, so just like your ATAR score will put you into a percentile ranking in your state amongst mm-hmm. all other students, yeah. having an SAT or an ACT score and the grade that you make on that exam, that puts you into a percentile amongst all test takers from every single country in the world, in the world yeah. that, that are looking at going to, to U.S. college. Your, your score and how good or bad that score is, that, that will put you into a percentile. And, and then different schools in the United States will have their own sort of standards. That's it. They'll, they'll have their own accept. requirements. So you may need at least, you know, for, for this particular school, they require Harvard. Harvard. Okay, <laughs> let's let's use Harvard as an example. Um, you need a 4.0 GPA, so you, you essentially need to make straight A's throughout nine through twelve. Yep. All right, your your ATAR, you know, that would be factored into that needs to be 99. You know, I would say I would say 98 plus. Yeah. Um, because that's going to be factored in. You need to be one of the top, you know, two percent of students in your in in your area yep. to to be considered. Yep. Um, no matter what what it is that you plan on studying. Uh, you also need to have uh, an, an SAT uh, of, of at least 1550 out of 1600. So 99th percentile. Nearly perfect. Nearly yeah. perfect in, in, in everything. That's yeah. Harvard. That's Princeton. That's Yale. That's Columbia. Yeah. All right. Like, like that's Stanford. All right. That, that, that's UC Berkeley. That's Caltech. Caltech. <laughs> MIT. <laughs> like I could go on and on and on and name yeah. all, these, all these different schools. But yeah, like that's the expectation. So, so just because you're a good student and let's say that you didn't make – you know, let's say you made an, an 85 ATAR, so that's good, yeah. and, and you made a 1200 SAT, but you're like the, you know, God's gift to your sport. Yeah. All right? It doesn't mean that you, know, you, can't, you can't just go to Harvard <laughs> All right? because, because you're a good athlete. Yeah. Like, no, you, like, every single school will have their own 
you know, thoughts, their own requirements, their own, yeah. you know, and, and, and in terms of the classes that you take, what your grades need to be, your SAT, your ACT score, but uh, none of that pertains to your age. They don't say, you, well, you have to have an ATAR score to, to come here. Okay. So quickly summarize the episode. Basically, initially we spoke about the ATAR itself, what it means, how it works, who's eligible to receive an ATAR. Um, just in this second segment, we, we've spoken about the fact that you don't need an ATAR to have opportunities in the US. A- nope. The ATAR score itself means nothing. It's all of the things that make up an ATAR score is what it's, US college admissions, yep. uh, athletic divisions, schools themselves will, will look at. Yep, they're going to look at the most important thing that they're going to look at is your 9 through 12 you know, grades yep. as a cumulative grade point average. They're going to look at the classes that you've taken and if <coughs> essentially the more the more core classes and things like that, the more potential options that you open. They're going to look at um, your, your ATAR as part of your GPA. They're going to look at your SAT and your ACT score or, and or to, to determine what schools that you can get into and, yep. and, and, and how that works. Um, but, but do you need an ATAR score? No. You do not. You do not. You, you know, the, the, I think the, the craziest thing that I see, and, and, and I know that we're, 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 we're over time and, and <laughs> I'll, I'll put my hand up on this and I, I don't care. I think this is a very, very important point yeah. to make and I'll get on my soapbox for literally two minutes. <laughs> All right. Um, the, the amount of stress that I see students put themselves through to, to get this ATAR score, all right, to be able to then study what you want to study at that Australian university, like that, that for example, to me, to become a physiotherapy here in uh, physiotherapy, to become a physiotherapist here in Australia or to study physio- physiotherapy, you need a exactly. 95 ATAR or above. Yeah, right. That, that's not to become a physiotherapist because no. you still have to pass all the classes at uni to become a physiotherapist. To, to even consider that as an option, study. you need to be in the top 5% straight out of high school. Straight out of high school. Yep. If you want to get into medicine, I looked it up yesterday. It was 99. Or above. Yep. Right? So to, to, to decide whether you want to be in medicine. That doesn't mean that you're going to become a doctor because you, remember when you get to uni, you still have to, to pass all the classes and make good enough grades in those classes to, to continue to, to progress your education. The amount of kids that I see... All that stress through high school to make that ATAR and then you get to uni and it's like... And they, nah, and they, they decide after a year like, no, this is, this is terrible. I want to do business. Yeah. And, and then they realize they only needed a 70 ATAR score. Like, <clears throat> what, what was I doing that for? Yeah. All right? Like, and, and the US system is so different because... You can study whatever you want to study, regardless of your ATAR score. You know, let, let's say that you want to you want to study medicine, all right? And you want to go and you want to go to the United States. You want to study medicine. You can you can do that. Doesn't you? You can do that without an ATAR score, because you still have to go into the classes and you have to make the grades in biology and chemistry and organic chemistry and anatomy, physiology, advanced chemistry. You know, which is still what you have to do here. You but have to do all that stress. Yeah, but there's all that stress beforehand, yeah. right? Where where in the United States, you still have to make the grades in all of your undergraduate coursework to graduate with a bachelor's degree and, and, and graduate with honors with a high enough GPA to prepare yourself to then take the MCAT to then get into a postgraduate degree where, where you study to – that's where you study to be a doctor. To be a doctor yeah. If you say that you want to be a doctor, great. Go for it. It's up to you to make the grades to then get into med school. Yeah. All right. It's not, okay, did you do enough in high school to, to, to be considered for that with for no guarantee that, then, yeah. that, that you're going to actually become a doctor? Yeah. Like it's, it's a user-friendly system. You decide what you want to do. And if, and if you – I use myself as an example. I was a C student in high school. I, I decided at college I wanted to go uh, and, and I wanted to study you know, physio or, or athletic training or something like that. 
I, I, I did. I took all those hard sciences. I, made, I enjoyed it. I made good grades. I graduated after four and a half years with a double degree, exercise science, sports medicine with honors, had the choice at that stage to then go on to a master's degree and do athletic training, physiotherapy. Uh, I could have gone advanced physiology or, or advanced sports science, but th- th- that was, I, I made the choice to stop there. And I don't regret that choice because I didn't want to keep going with school. But the fact of the matter is that it didn't matter what I made in high school because it mattered what I did in my undergraduate studies, yeah. that, that I made a good enough score in my, my bachelor's degree to, to then consider advanced study at, at a university. And, yeah. and that's the, the message that I want. To, like your ATAR score is not the end of the world. No. If you don't hit your ATAR score, who cares? Right? It, it, like who cares? <laughs> I mean you can care about it, but just don't overly stress no, your, your life will go on. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and your ATAR score is only good for 12 months anyway. Yeah. Because after 12 months, it, you're considered a mature age student and you can go into... So don't take a gap year. If like, seriously, it, it, like it, it, it blows my mind, this ATAR system. And, and the, the, the great thing about the US is that you can be you. You can take the classes you want. You can do what you want to do. You can become who you want to be regardless of, of, of what your ATAR score is if you even have an ATAR score. Yep. That's the, that's the summary of the episode. Yep. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 56. Uh, don't forget to jump online. Grab our 12-step guides. Got books. Learn about the U.S. system. Learn how to find uh, opportunities in the U.S. Learn how we find athletes' opportunities in the U.S., um, well, look, guys, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you learned something new. Uh, we'll be back next week. There thanks, we guys. go. Thanks, guys.